she's, she's always been there. She has always been there. She, even now to this day, she will drop everything and show up in California and just be like, I just wanted to check on you. I just missed you. Um, and so I am so grateful for my mom. Hello loves and welcome to another episode of the Iron Wifey podcast where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. My name is Michaela Robertson and I'm your host and thank you for joining me for another Sunday, another week, another episode and another opportunity to walk in the Lord's will for our lives. Now for all of those out there who are uh, biological mothers, who are who are birth mothers, who are adoptive mothers, who are spiritual mothers, happy Mother's Day. Today, we celebrate you. We celebrate your love. We celebrate your trainings. We celebrate your teaching. We celebrate everything that made you who you are so that you could show up and be the woman that you are for us in our lives. And I know that we've been kind of talking about marriage lately in this series. And so today I just kind of want to shift gears a little bit and focus on um, motherhood. No, I am not a mother, (laughs) but I do want to give honor to my mother. And today I want to talk about three lessons that she has taught me. And so again, for all of you out there, happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much for um, showing up for your children. Thank you so much for showing up for your spouses. Thank you so much for not forgetting who you are and showing up for yourselves. Because I know when you're serving everyone else, it can be hard to remember that you still have to show up for yourself and make sure that you're good so that you can pour into others. And so Let's get into today's episode. All right. So three lessons that my mother has taught me. For starters, um, Denise, you are a GOAT. I know you're listening because I'm sending you this episode, but for starters, you are the GOAT. Thank you so much for everything that you have done for me. I know that I'm your oldest, but even just watching you and watching how you move through this earth and watching all that you have overcome and endured and all the lessons that you have instilled in me since childhood. I am grateful for you, girl. You are the GOAT. And this is dedicated to you. So three lessons that you have taught me (laughs) that I appreciate throughout my life. Uh, Lesson number one is you can do anything you set your mind to. Now, I know um, not everyone has the privilege of having a loving and supportive mother. And for that, I I understand that this message may not resonate with everyone. But my mom has literally showed me through her actions that you can do anything you set your mind to. And yes, I have notes that I will be reading y'all. For starters, growing up, uh, for a short period of time, well, not even a short period of time, for uh, half of my childhood, it was a single mother household. And so to be her oldest and to watch her, you know, work overnights and, you know, we had a sitter and to teach her how to teach me how to take care of my siblings and to watch her go to work and then come home and then still strive for better. And then, you know, for us to not necessarily struggle because she never made it seem like we were ever struggling. She never made it seem like we were ever without, we always had more than enough. And so I appreciate her for showing up and showing us what's possible 
when you put your mind to something, because to start off in a single mother household and then to remarry and to put yourself through school while also showing up for your family, that was dope. My mom said she wanted to be a radiologist. Well, first off, my mom says she wanted better for her kids. And so she moved out of the city that raised her into a new environment, into a new city. You know, she wanted she wanted uh, to be married. And so she got married. She wanted uh, to be a radiologist. And so she put herself through school and she would literally, you know, go to work and come home and cook dinner and study and learn what she needed to in order to get her certification to be a radiologist to better herself. And so I appreciate her for doing that. She said she went to Omaha home, she bought a home. She said she wanted better for her husband. She helped him create a better life for himself. You know, she helped him through school. She helped him with his homework. She showed us what it looked like to support our spouses. She, you know, ended up, unfortunately, ended up enduring a divorce. And she said she wanted to be debt-free and paid off 13 years of marital debt in six months. Like, who does that? She's just she's the goat. She's dope. She wanted to travel. So she got a job that allows her to spend time in other cities and she traveled. And quite honestly, um, one of the reasons I do that I could make it in California is because my mom came out here before I did. She didn't stay very long after I got here, but she came out here before I did and lived here for about two, three years up in San Francisco. Um, and so she showed me that you can make it you know, and she wanted to buy another house. So she bought another house and then she wanted to sell her house. And so she sold her house and she'll be celebrating her birthday tomorrow, uh, May 9th. And for her birthday, she said she wanted to go to Greece. And so she told us, Hey y'all, I'm going to Greece. If you want to come, let me know. <laughs> That's it. Like anything that she wanted to do, she set her mind to. And she told me that if you have faith and if you believe in yourself, anything is possible. So don't let anyone stop you. Don't let anyone distract you. And don't let anyone make you believe that you are less than or that you can't do what you set your mind to. So lesson number one, Ma, thank you for teaching me that you can do anything that you set your mind to. Lesson number two, she taught me to run my race. Now, if you know anything about my mom, you know that she's a runner. She has run her whole life from running track in high school to running marathons to encouraging us to run to being our coach. And so growing up with me, my mom was always Coach D. I mean, yes, she was my mom, but if you played football, if you played basketball, if you were on the track team, you knew Coach D and you knew that Coach D would always make sure that you were conditioned to run your race, regardless of whatever race that is, regardless of whatever athletics you are participating in, even if it's outside of track, she was the cross country coach, she was the AAU coach, she was the track and field coach, and she trained all of the other sports in endurance and running your race. She taught us how to endure. And so again, my whole life, my mom has always been a runner. I remember um, as a child, she would take us to her soccer practices. And this was like adult soccer. And I would just watch her, you know, run back and forth, or she would participate in marathons. I want to say my mom's run over 20 marathons in her lifetime. She would participate in marathons and all of her medals would be hanging up in the basement and all of her trophies would be there and her numbers. Um, and most importantly, she taught us how to endure. Okay, so she would teach us so here's Coach D, right? You show up for practice and Coach D would always focus on uh, breathing, stretching, form, 
and stride. These were very important for her. And yes, mom, those were some of the greatest lessons I learned. Um, so she always said that you need to be able to breathe because when you run your race, when you are running period, how you breathe determines what you are able to accomplish at the end of the day. So literally in running, you are taught to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And by training yourself how to breathe while you are running, it actually slows down your heart rate so that your heart is not working as much. And it also clears your mind so that your mind is not moving a mile a minute. And so by relaxing, learning how to relax your body through breathing, you are then able to focus on your race. You are then able to focus on the turns ahead of you, the curves that are going to be come up, the laps that you have. You are able to think about what it is you're actually doing, the goal that you want to set for yourself, and you are able to keep running. And so first off, breathing. She taught us to focus on stretching. Flexibility spans way beyond just track and field. You have to be flexible in all areas of life. And that's flexibility in the twists and turns that life is going to bring you. That's flexibility and stretching yourself in order to be able to run your race, in order to not injure yourself in any way, shape, or form, um, and really to believe that you can be flexible and that you can adapt and you can adjust to whatever comes your way. And so I don't know if you guys hear the sirens in the background, but if you do, sorry. <laughs> um, so breathe and stretch. Number three um, in running your race is your form. How you set yourself up for the race is going to determine whether you finish the race. Your form and how you are positioned is going to show you how you are going to continue to run. The Bible talks about run the good race, fight the good fight of faith. And so even spiritually, when you show up for anything in life, how you prepare for that is going to determine how you finish it. And so if you can set, up your, set yourself up for a success in the beginning by working on your form, by making sure that your back is straight, by making sure that you are not um, putting your body through anything that it doesn't need to be put through, by making sure that you are flexible, that you have stretched and that you are good to go, by making sure that you're breathing properly, which is a part of your form, by making sure that you're not twisting and turning your body, but you are remaining straight on and really elevating your, your arms in order to, to break more wind. You are elevating your legs in order to open up that stride. Like as if you focus on your form, then you will finish your race because we don't want you to get injured while running. And so your form is going to keep you from really going through any injuries that could be avoided. And that's the same thing in life. If you can prevent yourself from going through any type of pain or problems, um, just by knowing how to position yourself to do that, then that is your form as well. And then your stride. For as long as I can remember, my mom, um, was always <laughs> yelling at me across the field to open up my stride. I didn't hear the people in the audience clapping or screaming or cheering. I didn't hear the, the guns go off. I didn't hear any of that. I didn't hear the people next to me breathing. I didn't even hear my own breath. 
all I heard while running, and I ran the 400, I ran the 800, I ran the four by four, I ran the, uh, I, I ran the two mile, I ran, I've run um, a lot of races throughout my life, <laughs> seeing that my mom was my coach. But um, one thing I always remember is in all the races, my mom would be at the starting line and I would be, you know, the, the back end of the field in my lane running my race. And I would always hear her say, open up your stride, open up your stride, Kay, open up your stride. It's like, I can hear her now. Um, and if you don't know anything about running, your stride is the amount of space between your front foot and your back foot. So as you are running, as you are running, you can open up your stride to be able to cover more ground. You know, if you walk, yes, you cover ground, but it's a little bit slower. If you are skipping, you're able to cover ground too. But if you are running and you open up your stride, you are literally extending that front leg as far as you can in order to cover more ground. And like you're taking that one step in front of the other, but you are covering more ground. And in life, when you open up your stride, you have to believe that you will be able to cover more ground in a shorter period of time. This is your race. Yes, you are not here for shortcuts, but based on your capabilities, based on your flexibility, based on your form, and based on your ability to really relax your mind and focus on your race, you can then open up your stride and beat not the people you're competing against, but your own personal record. You can beat the fear that may have kept you from, you know, going to that next step or that next level. You can beat whatever it is that's stopping you from finishing that race that God has called you to do. And so by opening up your stride, you can cover more ground faster because you believe that you can cover more ground faster. And so lesson number two from my mom that she taught me is to run your race. And the, four, the third and final lesson that my mom taught me is to support your kids. I know that a lot of us don't have parents who are supportive of our dreams. I mean, quite honestly, I know that I'm extremely blessed to have parents that supported my dreams because some of the stories I hear, you know, a lot of parents have their own ideas or beliefs on who their kids are going to become what they're going to do with their lives, the schools that they are going to go to, the people that they are going to marry, the career that they are going to go in. And basically parents know what's best for their kids, yes, um, but they don't allow their kids the ability to explore the natural gifts and talents that God has given them. And I am blessed because my parents have allowed me that ability. They have given me that, not flexibility, but they have supported my dreams. Because early on, my mom tapped into what I was naturally talented at. I don't know how, because when you have, um, when you have other kids, Every single kid is different and every kid needs special attention that caters to who they are and who they were created to be. And I feel so supported because um, my parents, yes, both my parents, but my mom, she was very aware of what I was gifted in from a young age. Like I know as a kid, I loved to sing. 
I did, I love to sing. And so my mom would actually be at all of the concerts and, you know, all of the events. And she would put me in all of the choirs because that's what brought me joy because I love to sing. You know, when I went to um, elementary school, I wanted to be a cheerleader because I saw a high school picture of hers where she was a cheerleader. And she put me in the AAU cheerleading squad and she came to all of my competitions and she did my hair for every event and she was the the volunteer mom on all the trips and then when I told her that I didn't like cheerleading anymore and that I did it because I wanted to be like her and I really didn't enjoy it she laughed and was like girl I hated cheerleading when I was a kid I just wanted to support you. <laughs> and so that alone was a lesson to like, just be honest with your mom and tell her what you love and what you don't love. In elementary school, I wanted to run track. You know, I really wanted to be like her. I enjoyed running. She had always put us in track. And so I wanted to compete in a track team. And so she went to the school board and petitioned to have a track put into the elementary school. And she had, you know, different teams on the elementary school track like she created a whole track program for our elementary school so that we could compete and so that we could enjoy and she became the coach and she supported me in that and then in middle school I thought I could be a professional singer I wanted to take singing to the next level and so she invested in a uh, not professional singer a singing coach a vocal coach. She got me a vocal coach and I went to singing lessons and she was at all the lessons. And then in high school, when I wanted to act, she was at every single, every single musical that I was in. Or when I was singing opera in high school and I was competing, she was at all of my competitions, you know, all of them. And then college comes and I went into journalism and I wanted to be the best journalist possible and really make opportunities for myself. And I remember my mom um, driving 36 hours. Yeah, it might've might been 33, but like 36 hours from Michigan to New Orleans, um, just so I could go to the National Association of Broadcast Journalists Conference. That was the conference um, that I really wanted to go to in college. I was a journalist. I knew that that conference was going to expose me to opportunities. I knew I could get an internship from that conference. I knew it was a great opportunity, but I didn't have the, I didn't have a car. <laughs> I didn't have the cash and I didn't have the time. And she dropped everything and was like, oh yeah, let's go. And she believed that whatever she did for me was going to pay off and that I was going to be able to do what it is that I needed to do in order to better my life. And so she drove 36 hours. It was me and one of my colleagues. She drove us 36 hours from Michigan to New Orleans to attend that conference. Or when I applied to be an ambassador for My Black is Beautiful and wanted to become the face of their campaign, I told her, you know, I applied for this. Um, it's in Chicago. So I'm going to go up this weekend. And she was like, oh, okay, let's go. And she and my best friend got in the car and we went to Chicago. We spent the weekend in Chicago for my audition for My Black is Beautiful. I didn't get the position. No, it was a great opportunity. I got to connect with some, some amazing women. But just the fact that she took the time to show up and drive. Um, even in college, when I was, I was, I got the opportunity to cover a celebrity basketball game. She was like, oh, I'm going to come see you this weekend. And I'm like, well, I got to cover a game. She's like, that's fine. I'll just be in the room. 
and she came up and I was like, you know what, mom, how about you be my assistant? And she was my assistant. She, she, she held my camera while I went out and interviewed various people, various celebrities. I interviewed Morris Chestnut, who was her favorite actor at the time, or I think he still may be her favorite actor, but she got to meet him and it was like a blast for her. Basically, my mom has always showed up. And that's just, that's just childhood. Like, that's just my young adulthood. Like, when I went, when I was in college, and I told her that I got a call from this boy in elementary school, who asked me out on a date. And I was like, you know, I don't really know if I'm gonna say yes. She was like, no, you need to say yes. That's a good man. And he's going to be um, very good for you. And you need to call him back. And you have until midnight to call him back or else I'm gonna get his mom's number and call him back myself. And here I am eight years later married to that boy. <laughs> because my mom encouraged me to call him because she knew that he came from a good family and she knew that he was going to be good for me. Um, and then I got married. And when everyone was against me getting married, because I did get married at 20 and I was very young and um, still a junior in college. And it was just a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. Um, just, I just felt like the world was crashing in on me. And I was like, you know what? We're just gonna elope. We're not gonna have a wedding because everybody has their opinions and everybody wants to do this or doesn't believe in this or doesn't wanna be there or whatever. Um, like, we're just gonna elope. We're just gonna go to the courthouse. And I remember calling my mom and I was like, hey, mom, just so you know, I'm getting married on Monday. <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, yeah, just so you know, I'm just I'm going to North Carolina. I'm going to get married on Monday. Um, just wanted to make sure that you knew. And she was like, well, do you have a dress? I'm like, no, it's fine. I got like a white and black dress in my closet. And she's like, well, do you have flowers? I'm like, no, it's fine. I don't need flowers. It's a courthouse. And she's like, no, no, you have to. You're going to remember this moment forever. You need to you have to have flowers. You have to have a dress. I'm like, mom, no, I don't. It's fine. It's, it's a courthouse wedding. Like it's not about the wedding. It's about the marriage. She was like, no. And she literally dropped everything that weekend. And she took me to David's bridal and we got this beautiful quarter length dress. Um, that was only like $99. And she made me my own bouquet for like a fake flower bouquet. She like made it by, by hand just so that I could have flowers to be able to get married with at the courthouse. And she drove from Michigan to North Carolina that weekend um, and showed up. And she was, she's, she's always been there. She has always been there. She, even now to this day, she will drop everything and show up in California and just be like, I just wanted to check on you. I just missed you. Um, and so I am so grateful for my mom. I'm grateful that she taught me these three lessons, you know, number one being that you can do anything you put your mind to. She's been an example of that my whole life, and I appreciate her for that. Number two, you know, that you can run your race and you can endure regardless of what life hands you, regardless of whatever you feel like, regardless of wherever you are in life, if you run your race and you focus um, you can you can accomplish anything. you can finish that race. and then on top of that, this is what support looks like. She showed me what support looks like. She showed me how I should support my kids when I become a mother one day, how I can invest in them and their dreams and believe in them and trust that I have raised them to be the men and women that they have been called to be by the Lord and that God is going to guide them and order their steps. And so, mom, thank you. Thank you for everything 
you do, everything you've done and everything you have planned, because I know you got plans. Um, thank you for always believing in me. Thank you for always supporting me. Thank you for always showing up for me. Thank you for everything. I know today is Mother's Day and tomorrow is your birthday, but even these days aside, just thank you for being my mom. Because I know that I am the woman that I am today because of you and watching you and learning from you and your love and your support. And so I thank you. And so that is three lessons, three of the greatest lessons I have learned from my mom, Denise, Coach D, the OG. Um, thank you, mom. I appreciate you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy birthday. And to all the moms out there who are listening and who are celebrating and who are showing up for their children, showing up for their spouse, showing up for themselves. Thank you for showing up for you. Because by showing up for you, we can then show up for ourselves because you are the greatest example that God has given us. So happy Mother's Day to all. I hope you all enjoy this beautiful day, this beautiful week. And to my mom um, and my bonus mom and my stepmom and my mother-in-law, happy Mother's Day. I love you guys. Enjoy. And also, mom, happy birthday. <laughs> But that does conclude today's episode of the Iron Wifey Podcast. Happy Mother's Day to all. And to all, have an amazing, amazing year. Amazing year until the next Mother's Day. But every day is Mother's Day. So thank you for being who you have always been called to be and for showing up for those who God has placed in your path. So yeah. That concludes this episode, and I'll talk to you guys next Sunday. Yes, next Sunday, back to our regularly scheduled program um, in another episode. Bye.